Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. folks as we go through these songs in the night these psalms and man i'm telling you what psalm 55 i was just telling stephanie i was like man these psalms have been pretty negative juju here for a few days and seems like it continues on a little bit but you know what here we go it's a confident prayer for help this time but uh did you i've ended pretty good i mean cast thy burden upon the lord and he shall sustain thee you shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. That's pretty positive. Yeah, but we ended up talking about the knuckleheads in our families. You That's know, true. We, we have to treat God's word complete. We have to give the whole spiel out there. You know, we have to tell people that this is what it's talking about. This is this is what David's going through. This is what some of us go through. And I don't know. And, and uh, so who's, which kid's birthday is next? Who's, whose birthday is next? Caleb. Caleb's birthday is about six weeks out, which he reminds me of that quite often. Um, So, yes, early March, Caleb will turn seven, which is hard. Honestly, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting Caleb like a giant frog or a drum set or something for the house. You know, I saw this giant frog. You sit on it goes right back. And uh, that might be the way I go. I'm not sure. I'm. Uh, he he likes turtles. Ribbit frog over the drum set. Yeah. Yeah, frog over drum set. I'm not sure. You know, Caleb. That that's one tough little dude right there. I, I think he could whip people twice his age. I I don't know though. Emmy. I I think Emmy has that overwhelming, uh, extra ordinary strength for a girl her age. When she figures that out. When she figures out she's solid. And uh, she can belt Thor and stuff. It's going to get ugly. And uh, I'm not going to be the one to tell her. But uh, Emmy is, uh, she's a pretty strong dude. That's all I'm saying. She is, uh, she's tough. She's four years old, but she's tough. She thinks June 24th should be tomorrow because June 24th is her fifth birthday. And she's pretty psyched up about that. She is. Yeah, it's actually the 23rd, though, just so that you don't mix up, you know, like, anything she'll be highly offended if she doesn't hear happy birthday till the 24th see and that's messed me up and i've already got to plan a trip that involves being with emmy on the 23rd we we just cannot get in a car accident on her birthday this year okay full disclosure we had someone rear end us here out on the highway last year on the 23rd of june and we still have aches and pains, and, and uh, I still have thoughts about finding the dude that rear-ended us and taking him out because, of course, he can't go to court right now. They don't want him to catch COVID, so he can't go to jail, even though he hit and run three cars and uh, tried to beat up a cop. But he's running around right now because we don't want him to get COVID, and uh, that's just the reality of it. But uh, So anything else you want to tell us about your family? Give us a new tidbit. Is there any kid going through anything crazy? Uh, any future girlfriends or boyfriends hanging out or anything? 
Um, no future boyfriends or girlfriends. Oh, good. Uh, but the kids are all doing well. Um, they're all in school. The Lord's been so good health-wise. I feel like the Lord just really blessed us. Um, after having COVID, you know, you kind of look at colds differently. It's just like, it's a cold. We're going to get through this. We'll be fine. <laughs> and um, I'm very, very thankful for the health the Lord has given each of my kids and their personalities and that, you know, are always developing. Um, they're all growing leaps and bounds. You know, when you're spending a couple hundred dollars on size 11 shoes, both dress and um, just tennis shoes for your four oldest boys, you know, you have to thank God they're growing, they're healthy, they're strong. Yeah. And I, I am sympathetic to anybody whose feet are growing as size 14 wide. I, I get that, but you need the big feet so you don't fall over when you're tall is what people used to tell me. And I bought it. So, um, I think that's great, man. Well, you know, in Psalm 55, we finished up talking about how what David was going through. Now we're coming to this confident prayer for help and, you know, maybe an example of how we should pray. And I think Stephanie and I always say it's a good idea sometimes if you have a question or if you're going through things and you get to a psalm, pray through a verse at a time. And, uh, you know, this is the only book that the, the author comes with it. The Holy Spirit of God resides in our heart. And uh, this is the only book that, uh, that God will illuminate it for us. And I mean, he's, he, you know, he's not, uh, he's not changing the Bible. There's no new revelation, uh, but he does illuminate his word to us. That's what the Holy Spirit of God does. And that's pretty exciting. So here we are on Psalm number 56. And it says, be merciful unto me, O God, man would swallow me up. He fighting daily oppresseth me. My enemies would daily swallow me up for they be many that fight against me. O thou most high, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. That's a great verse there. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Every day that rest my words, all their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather themselves together. They hide themselves. They mark my steps when they wait for my soul. Shall they escape by inequity? In thine anger, cast down the people, O God. Thou tellest my wanderings. Put thou my tears into a bottle. Are they not in thy book? When I cry unto thee, then shall mine enemies turn back. This I know, for God is for me. In God will I praise his word. In the Lord will I praise his word. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Thou vows are upon me. O God, I will render praises unto thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Will not thou deliver my feet from falling? That I may walk before God in the light of the living. Boy, what a prayer. I want to walk. I want to walk by God in the light of the living. I want people to see that I'm with God. I uh, I want to walk before God in the light of the living. I want people to know who I am. I want to stand upright. I want people to know. He's just coming off being uh, battles and wars, his son, Ahipothel, and all those people. And now we're getting to this point where he's saying, I've got a victory. 
The Lord has delivered me. He's kept me alive. If he's delivered me from all that, if he can save me, if he can do all those things, can he keep me from falling out of the grace of God? I mean, I think that's what I'm saying. What are you thinking? Yeah, I think it's a beautiful thing. Um, David, right out of the chute, you see a humility before God. Um, and you see it again, a dependence. Um, I, I see, you know, verse um, Psalm 54 started off with save me, O God. This one starts off with be merciful unto me, O God. And that utter dependence David has on God, um, where he realizes that of himself, he has no might of himself. He can do nothing without God being there as his strength, his song, his salvation. And um, he's, he's just very honest with God. He's He makes it very clear where he is. You know, he has these people that are hating him, that are fighting against him. And verse three is a verse that is so small and yet is so powerful as David just comes before God and says, I'm afraid, but I will trust in thee. He is making a declaration in God. I will praise his word in God. I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. He is, his heart is fixed on who God is and he is bound determined. He is going to trust. He is going to praise. He is going to look to God as his rock, his fortress, um, to lift his feet out of that miry clay of fear. Um, he hammers that fear in this psalm so many times and says, I'm not going to be afraid again in verse 11. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. And verse 12, I will render praises unto thee. Um, his, he's, he's fixing his heart. He's nailing down where he stands He's making that choice of where his trust is going to be and um, to come before God in humble brokenness, acknowledging that we are nothing without him, but choosing, we're going to choose to trust him and choose to look at him. And, you know, that may involve a lot of tears that may involve, um, it's going to involve pain, you know, when you have people, um, that seem to be just waiting for you to mess up or waiting to see you stumble. And um, that that's a hard place to be. And verse eight, wow. Verse eight and nine, thou tellest my wanderings, put thou my tears into thy bottle, for are they not in thy book when I cry unto thee? In other words, when I'm crying out to you, when I am weeping before you, David says, then shall mine enemies turn back. This I know, for God is with me. And wow, that is a comfort to know that God is seeing those tears of brokenness and those tears of crying out to him. And, you know, this is inspired. So God is telling us that when we cry out to him in the midst of the trials, in the midst of the trauma, in the midst of those situations where you haven't sinned. This isn't, you're not dealing with repercussions of sin. You're dealing with repercussions of being a human who's seeking to follow God and having people hate you. David says, when I, God says, when you cry out to me, I'll cause your enemies to turn back. Yeah. And personalize the psalm and make it yours is powerful. It is. And, and, you know, I love the way you broke that down. It, it kind of looks like the commentary I was looking at last night. It says, 
deliver me from death is those first four verses. He's just talking about, I want to be delivered from death. Deliver me. He's confident. It's not, it's not the way he's prayed before. It's a real prayer. Hey, God, let's, you know, uh, deliver me from this. Get me from this. I love the way those first four, first four verses go. But then all of a sudden he starts talking about uh, what we're all afraid of. You know, we've been delivered from death. We're saved. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God has already performed the mission of delivering you from death. So if we, if, if you're listening to my voice today, you're listening to Stephanie's voice today, and you've already accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the first four verses are taken care of in your life. You've been delivered from your death. But this is where the rubber hits the road with so many of us. And I, and I want to talk about... Uh, keeping me from stumbling, those verses 5 through 11. And I love that, knowing that God holds our tears in our jar. I know that there's been tears to God in my life, in your life, in so many lives where we pray to a point where, uh, you know, we get to that place where uh, it just seems impossible for the world to work right again, or it just seems impossible for the family dynamic to work, or uh, one of your kids, or or one or one of the people you love dearly, or best friend, or you could put anybody in those blanks, really lets you down, and you find yourself crying out to God, and to know that that those tears are real to God, to know that God sees those tears, knows those tears, can count those tears, can grab those tears, can measure those tears. Man, that makes all the difference in the world. And, and brethren, when you're out there in the world, no matter what God has you doing, uh, layman, uh, serving in a full-time ministry, whatever the case may be, hey, listen, you know, sometimes you got to cry out to God. Sometimes, you know, saved people still cry out to God. You know, sometimes we think, man, we got our fire insurance. We're we're saved. Now, if we die, we get to go to heaven. Sometimes we think, man, we, we've got this all under control. But what we're missing is we're not going to stay there. You know, there's a sanctification process. There's a uh, God gives us this process where we get closer to God. We get more Christ-like. And I think we just found something in the Bible. We just found this great thing that David's pointing to, and it's crying out to God. It's being delivered from stumbling. I don't want to fall. If you can keep me from dying and going to hell, God, uh, you can keep me from falling. You can count my tears. You can hear my tears or, or measure them. You know what's going on. I think that's pretty cool, Stephanie, that in the midst of all the craziness, in the midst of the sadness, in the midst of being let down, in the midst of life going weird, in the midst of all that, God's measuring up your tears. He's capturing them. He's catching them. I mean, what does that say to you? Well, it says to me, God must have a pretty big storage area for all the tears. <laughs> no, it's a precious thing, though. Um I think we've negated the power of crying out to God. And I think real crying out to God often will involve tears. I think it will involve that. Yes, it's a physical expression, but where it's our heart, our heart is being poured out before God. And I think it's a beautiful, precious thing. I've talked to other widows who are like, God must have a whole lot of bottles just for me because I fill one up every day. And that's okay. Being being in that position of coming before God, realizing our helplessness without him and crying out to him to show himself strong is a place of dependence where the Lord wants us all to be. And um, 
I think it's incredible to realize that in the midst of the tears, David's praising God too. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, praising God isn't all, doesn't always mean you're going to be jumping up and down, excited, like a kid at their birthday party. You can praise God through tears too. Yeah. And it's, there's a, there's a by faith choice that happens when you praise God with the tears, when you praise God in the midst of, um, feeling hopeless inside and choosing to find your hope in Jesus Christ and your confidence in him. Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, thanking God, praising God in all things, give thanks. And in those last couple verses, I think what Stephanie was really uh, hitting on great there is in God, have I put my trust, I will not be afraid what man in verse 11 there what man can do unto me, thy vows are upon me, O God, I will render praises unto thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, will thou deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in light of living. And I think that praising God is a big part of our salvation. I think that praising God is a big part of our walks. I think that praising God is a big part of our healing from whatever junk we're going through. I think that you know, when you when you do a radio show or a podcast, no matter how you listen to this on the radio or a podcast and 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 you have an opportunity to tell people that, hey, uh, praising God is part of your healing, that, that, hey, understanding what God is to you makes you praise God and understanding that and praising God is part of your healing crying out to him and letting him measure your tears. God's talking about that as a wonderful thing. Uh, he's talking about crying to God. Who else are you going to cry to? I mean, who yeah. else, uh, who else are you going to go to? And David's kind of saying, you know, you've delivered me, you've saved me. And, uh, you know, there's nowhere else to go to keep him upright. He said, you know, I've got all these temptations. Uh, here I am as king. Here I am as ruler. Here I am as these things. Uh, I'm rich. I have all these things, temptations everywhere I turn. And God, I need you to help me stand upright. And you know, this this thing happens, Stephanie, sometimes with people with PTSD who, who get better. Uh, people with PTSD who uh, sometimes they forget the road they've went down. They forget to praise the God that brought them there. Uh, they forget, and we as Christians do that sometimes, even without PTSD. We sometimes will will be delivered from great uh, craziness in our life. We'll be delivered from great sin. We'll be delivered from people who want to ruin our lives. We'll be saved from marrying the wrong person, whatever. On and on and on we can go, but we forget to praise God sometimes. And, and if there is a practical side, and I'm going to hit you with that question, if there is a practical side of this, and there is, uh, your tears are okay. Cry out to God like you've never done. He loves that. Praise God when you're done crying out to him and let him grow you. And I, I mean, the practicality of what you're seeing here in, in, in this Psalm and in Psalm 56, what are you thinking, Stephanie? I think the practical um, for me when I look at this Psalm is that choosing to trust God is something we have to do by faith. Um, I think it's, I think it's a wonderful thing to take these Psalms and cry them out ourselves. Mm. You know, there's nothing, the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And as you're going through your Christian life and you're dealing with the constant, you know, we have the enemy of our souls who is constantly seeking to discourage us 
wear us down however he can. And taking that sword of the spirit and by faith wielding it and cry this psalm. You know, this is one of those psalms. You can cry it out to God from your heart. And um, it's the inspired word of God. And make it yours. You know, memorize Psalm 56.3. Um, you know, if, if, you're, if you have PTSD and you deal with panic attacks, you deal with those things that leave you, um, whatever Psalm it was that talked about the fear and the trembling taking hold of his body. I think it was Psalm 55, the beginning of it. You know, yeah. David, I think, dealt with panic attacks. And coming to that point of what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee, where that becomes a, pow- a part of your foundation that you stand on. Um, and when you come to that point of trusting in God, then verse four comes into, into play. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. And as you praise that spirit of fear that is never from God in the first place is replaced with the, with the spirit of God that is the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I mean, there are people in so many different places in their life right now. There's people listening to us who are fighting cancer. There's people listening to us that have uh, members of their family. People are fighting this terrible virus, whatever the case may be. People are making very tough decisions. But in the midst of that, when you feel like you got to cry, Cry to God in the midst of that. Give that all to God. Give it to your shepherd and you shall not want. Get there. I mean, get on your knees. Get, Go to your prayer closet. Cry out to him. Let him put those tears in a bottle. Praise him so he can, you know, about being delivered. And he's delivered you so you can praise him. And the other side of that is you've been delivered. You've been saved. You're in a great place. And I, I've been sitting here thinking about this as, as Stephanie was finishing up and talking about a practical side of this. I, I just think, friends, that if we can grasp this week's of podcast have all been about just yelling out to God, just crying out to God, going to God, trusting God, and trusting Him with your Christian daily walk, and mm-hmm. trusting Him as we talked about yesterday and the day before with those family members trying to hurt you, with those close friends trying to hurt you, and and all those different things we went through this week. When people are trying to hurt you, the best place you can go to is to God. Now, don't get me wrong. If someone's physically trying to shoot you or something like that, get yourself a protection order from the police and courts and things of that nature. But if there's sometimes there are people in our life, Stephanie, and this is hard. And I know I'm wrapping up and not giving you a lot of time to say something here because we're going to go to one of our pre-recorded songs for the song this time. So I only got a minute. I want to give it to Stephanie. But there's sometimes uh, that people can really really do a number on us and over and over again today we go to god we praise him we sing to him we trust him yeah no i think it's powerful um this is a practical psalm make it practical in your life um these psalms were given us to be an encouragement to us to to help us know how to build our lives david is set before us as an example in scripture of someone who was a man after god's own heart and he struggled with these things And so take heart, you're not alone in the struggle you're in and make your focus, get your eyes on Jesus, because that is where you'll find the hope and the courage and the strength to keep pressing on. Excellent. And and I think that's it, folks. And I think the big question here is, does God care? Of course he cares. He cares so much. He's bottling your tears. He wants you to praise him because he's God and we're not. So we got this great song. Actually, uh, Stephanie sang it professionally on an album called Does Jesus Care? It's an old song. We're going to play that for you right now. Mm-hmm. 
does Jesus care when my heart is pained too deeply for mirth and song? As the burdens press and the cares distress and the way grows weary and long, oh yes, he cares. Does Jesus care when my way is dark with a nameless dread and fear? As the daylight fades into deep night shades, does he care enough to be near? Does Jesus care when I've tried and failed? to resist some temptation strong. When for my deep grief I find no relief, though my tears flow all the night long. Oh yes, he cares, I know he cares, his heart is touched with my Does Jesus care when I've said goodbye to the dearest on earth to me? And my sad heart aches till it nearly breaks. Is it ought to him? Does he see? Oh, yes, he cares. I know he cares. Wonderful. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin. For the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, 
you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.